Hello, and welcome back to Coffee, Cake, and Kegels. I'm your host, Stacy, and today we're going to talk about gut health. So, as you know, I'm on this healing journey of my body, and I've been learning tons and tons of things that, of course, I need to share with all of you. So, if you haven't heard in, a, you know, uh, or haven't had a chance to listen to other episodes, I had breast implant illness from implants that I had for 22 years. They were silicone, although it doesn't matter if they're silicone or saline. Both are equally as dangerous and can both make you sick. So I had many of the symptoms of breast implant illness and I found out I had a ruptured silicone implant and I explanted this past October. In the process of that, I have met amazing people who are really knowledgeable and really helpful to kind of get your body back into the best health that it could be, optimal health. And hence why I learned all of these things, plus I work with functional practitioners and I feel that I have become like a Rolodex of information. And I cannot, of course, let that go to waste. I must share what I've learned with other people. So you may have heard the terms leaky gut, SIBO, IBS. And leaky gut is a lot of um, people don't believe that's a real thing. Although it is, of course, on a functional and integrative level, But to Western medicine, most doctors do not believe in leaky gut syndrome. I'll get to all of these things, but first I just wanted to say that, you know, according to Hippocrates, 2,500 years ago, he said all disease starts in the gut. And he's right, because your gut is your second brain. Yep, you heard that correctly. Your stomach is your second brain. Just think about it, right? When it growls, you know you have to eat. You know you're hungry. Your brain necessarily didn't tell you that. Your gut did. Of course, there is a gut-brain connection, but I'm just, you know, I'm trying to be funny, and I know that really wasn't, so it's okay not to laugh. I won't get offended. Okay, let's talk about SIBO first, which is small intestine bacteria overgrowth. Gross, right? If you think about it. So what are some of the symptoms of SIBO? Nausea, bloating, vomiting, diarrhea, malabsorption, and weight loss. Those are the signature signs that you have SIBO. And that also means that you're not absorbing your your nutrients the way you're supposed to be, which leads to a bunch of other issues in the body. You could become anemic. You can have low vitamin D levels, low vitamin B. And those vitamins are really crucial to support our systems in our bodies. There's also IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, and that affects the large intestine. So SIBO is small intestine, IBS is large intestine. And with IBS, what happens? You can have gas, bloating, diarrhea, or constipation. My husband has IBS and it's triggered by stress. And his manifests as both 
diarrhea or constipation, depending on, I guess, a variety of factors, maybe what he ate or, or whatever the case is. So now leaky gut, let's talk about that. Leaky gut is when our nutrients do not stay in our intestines and absorb. They actually leak outside of our intestines because our intestines are very permeable. So that's not supposed to happen. We'll talk about how to help it later. But what are the symptoms of leaky gut? Low energy, digestive issues, discomfort, trouble losing weight, headaches, frequent colds, colds, I'm sorry, or skin issues, rashes, acne. When our gut is out of whack, our entire body suffers. Like I said, our gut is our second brain. So what are the treatments for these gut issues? Of course, medications. And the issues with medications are medications such as um, antacids, omeprazole, those kinds of medications actually do more harm than good. So my niece, she swears that she produces too much stomach acid. And in going down this, you know, rabbit hole of knowledge of learning and everything, there really is no such thing as too much stomach acid. It's the opposite. We don't have enough. So people that think they have too much stomach acid, even if they had a test and the doctor's like, oh, you have too much stomach acid because that's my niece's situation. That's not always the case. It's, it's usually the opposite. And be, when you have low stomach acid, it actually produces more fluids in the stomach and then they creep up on you and you get reflux or heartburn, indigestion. So there's lots of things going on that you know, things need to change. There are so many more studies out there that these old school doctors don't even know. They don't even look at the old studies. They don't consider it, you know, reputable or not even reputable, but they just, they just don't consider it at all. Like for myself with my thyroid, my doctor is not even up on the new, you know, the new studies or anything like that. He's old school, set in his ways one way. So I had to go outside of him, pay out of pocket to see a holistic doctor who is up on the terms and the new studies and and everything else. I mean, it's really sad how, you know, medicine is one size fits all. And it's not. It's not because we are all different people and our bodies are all different. None of us are the same, not a single one. So if I'm telling you that medications are really not good for you, let me tell you why. So, like I said before, medications like omeprazole or, you know, antacids, they actually destroy the gut biome and they make it weaker and they make it more difficult for you to absorb nutrients. They also disrupt hormones. So, you know, we need enzymes and we need our hormones. Two major factors in what our body does and how and how it does it. So you don't want to take these these man-made products. What can you do naturally? Well, 
one of the first things is, is to remove inflammatory foods. Gluten, dairy, sugar, caffeine, and unnecessary medications. If you have a headache, you don't need to pop a Tylenol, Tylenol or Advil every single time. Um, of course, if it's excruciating and you can't function, okay. But at the end of the day, you know, do we really need necessarily a pill for every little single thing? You know, weigh the options. Now, I'm not saying you never could eat gluten, dairy, sugar, caffeine ever again. I just am saying that while you're working on restoring your gut health, you should try to avoid these foods or you can do an AIP diet, which is an autoimmune protocol. And that is a diet where you eliminate all inflammatory foods for 30 days and then you slowly begin to incorporate inflammatory foods one at a time. Basically, if any of you out there listening have children, it's kind of like a, giving a baby solids for the first time. You try green beans for four or five days, see if there's a reaction. If not, okay, you move on to spinach. And you just keep going and introducing new foods that way. And you give it a couple of days to see if there's a reaction. Same exact thing with the AIP diet. So AIP really helps reduce inflammation in the gut and then also reducing inflammation in your entire body. And, you know, it's really important to take it one step at a time. You know, I know people who've been on an AIP diet for like three or four months because that's how many different foods they're reintroducing. And that's fine. You know, that's totally fine. Like I said, it's not forever. But if you have issues with your gut, it's really worth a try, right? I know it's hard, but it's worth it. Another great way to help your gut is to eat fermented foods. I know some of them are gross. Sauerkraut, kimchi, kombucha, pickles, or any fermented veggies. I mean, the sky's the limits. If you like that sort of thing, I personally personally like sauerkraut, and every day I have a forkful to help restore my gut. And it's not a side dish. It's just a forkful. I probably should be eating more of it, but come on, guys. It's, it's sauerkraut, you know? Drinking apple cider vinegar before a meal is a really great way to increase stomach acid. So this way you will be able to digest your foods properly and absorb your nutrients. You could do one teaspoon of apple cider vinegar with eight ounces of water. You could also make a shot, which is brutal. But if you do that, you have to brush your teeth immediately afterwards. Just a little heads up because apple cider vinegar can, of course, it's an acid, it can rot the teeth. Another great way that you can help your gut is by taking digestive enzymes. You can take, you know, you take them before a meal, you could take them after a meal, anything to kind of help get your enzymes up and running, doing and working their best for you. Something I like to take is a carbon binder. I take Biotox from Microbe Formulas. I'll put this all in the description in this episode. And this helps get toxins out of the body. So 
I am gluten-free and let's just say I accidentally have gluten. It happens sometimes and I, from not having it for so long, when I do have it, I do see a difference. My joints actually hurt and um, my, my hands feel really tight, which is obviously still joint. And I like to take a Biotox binder and that kind of helps get the gluten out of my body a little bit quicker than just waiting around for it to happen naturally. Always be sure too that vitamins and supplements do not contain dairy, soy, wheat, gluten. There are so many crappy supplements out there. I know because I used to buy them all. Um, they have fillers and just a bunch of shit, honestly. So just always be mindful. There are some really good brands out there. One brand is Pure Encapsulations. Another great brand is Thorn. Um, Dr. Amy Myers is a good brand. Doctor's Best is a good brand. So there are a few really great ones out there. You just have to look and you have to read labels. You have to read labels. Another great way to help with leaky gut is Leaky Gut Revive by Dr. Amy Myers. My husband uses it every day. Um, I have used it in the past and I think it's great. My stomach felt great while using it, but now I'm trying to just really lean towards foods to kind of be my medicine. And another, you know, last tip is to drink warm liquids or room temperature water. Make sure your food, your vegetables especially, are cooked. Even if it's a little bit, five minutes, you know, on the stovetop, in a little bit of olive oil or avocado oil or coconut oil, if that's what you like. It's really important to have them slightly cooked, okay? So if you're um, a raw veggie lover fan and you have stomach issues, I hate to break it to you. But it might be, it might be, that might be one of the reasons. So you might need to have them cooked a little bit. And that doesn't actually come from anything that I've learned, like with a functional doctor. That comes from working in uh, traditional Chinese medicine, working with a, an acupuncturist who taught me that at the very beginning of my journey. And I have to tell you, it was one of the best pieces of advice I have ever gotten. So what does unhealthy gut issues lead to? Well, I already said it, unable to absorb vitamins and minerals, hair loss, irritability, depression, anxiety, ADHD, low energy, low sex drive. And when I say unable to absorb vitamins, it's the deficiencies in the body that of the vitamins we need and minerals. We need magnesium, we need potassium, we need zinc, we need sodium, you know, but when you, your gut is, is not working properly, you're not even absorbing them and certain things you take or eat or whatever also deplete your minerals and vitamins. Poor gut health also reduces serotonin and serotonin contains, serotonin, I'm sorry, controls mood. It controls our learning memory. It helps blood flow to the sex organs. So if our gut's out of whack, chances are lots of other things are out of whack too. So this has been a really interesting 
journey for me. I remember years ago when we owned our business, we had one, one of our trainers. She talked about leaky gut a lot. And I really didn't believe in it, honestly. I'm like, what is that? Come on, give me a break. But the more and more I did open my mind and learn from other people other than her, it's been really an it's been a very interesting journey. These things do exist. You know, the other day I read an article about a woman who had gone to doctors repeatedly and every time she went, they just kept telling her it was in her head. You have anxiety, you know, you're fine, the whole thing. And she wound up crippled in a wheelchair because her issue, which I can't recall at the moment, was never diagnosed. And she was literally turned away every time. So I post that on, on Facebook, on, you know, Facebook. And then I spoke to my girlfriend who had COVID and has never been, never felt right since. She's been, I mean, horrendous things have been happening to her body. It's literally betraying her. Her cornea is detaching from her eye. And she never tested positive for COVID, but she was sick at the very beginning of the pandemic. She had all the symptoms of COVID. It was very hard to get tested then. It was also really difficult to get accurate testing. So she never tested positive. But she's having all these horrible things happen to her body and she's not going crazy. She went to the emergency room and the ER doctor told her, do you ever think maybe it was anxiety? Do you ever think maybe it's that you don't get enough sleep? And she left there crying because she's like, maybe I am crazy. And I told her, you're not crazy. These things that you're going through are real. They're manifesting as real things happening in your body. Your labs are even showing proof of it. You know, things are out of whack. Her inflammatory markers are up. Her cholesterol is up. When the cholesterol goes up and you, she has a very healthy diet, that is a sign of your liver not functioning properly. And I'm sure I already talked about this in my liver episode. So reality is here. There is something happening in her body and she's not being heard. She's just, she's just not being heard. So it's so important really to seek proper health care. People who are going to listen to you, this holistic doctor that I just scheduled an appointment with for next week, um, her nurse met with me first for over an hour on the phone to get my complete medical history and my family's medical history. And then all, you know, just things outside the spectrum, you know, um, stress, anxiety, trauma, since when are doctors asking those questions? Since when are they saying, you know, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're stressed out. Let's talk about that or, or whatever. They're not. So it's super important to really be heard. So, so important. So with that, I hope you take this knowledge and do what you will with it. I hope you get your gut healthy and you get your gut strong. And of course, as always, if you have any questions, you please feel free to reach out to me. I am here to help you on your health journey. And uh, as always, I don't know why I'm tongue-tied. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.